Hello, friends. Welcome to another episode of No One Is Listening. Uh, I'm your host, Steve, and with me, as always, is uh, co-host Jen. Jen, do you want to say hi? Hello, friends. All right, so, uh, what is it? Is this Memorial Day weekend, technically? It will be coming right? up, yep. Um, so, in lieu of Memorial Day weekend, we thought we would do a summer preview pod. I think it's like an annual tradition, I haven't, even though we've only been going for, for two did years. Did we do this last year? I think we did. I'm oh. pretty sure we did. Okay. Um, so, we're going to do the summer preview pod. Um... And so we'll be going in chronological order. Uh, because it's Memorial Day weekend, there are a few movies that we missed, I think. There's only two that I can think of that we missed. Guardians of the Galaxy mm. and uh, Fast and Furious. I haven't seen Fast and Furious. That surprises me because I thought you like were super into I, all of them. Yeah, I am out. super into all of them. But it's... I don't know. I just... Uh, it's lost a little bit of its luster. The, the tiniest amount just because there's no Paul Walker. This is the first one without Paul Walker. Yeah, first one without Paul Walker. Um, I'm still going to see it eventually. I just don't know if I'm actually going to go in the theater mm. and watch. I, I would like to, but I just don't know if I have the time for it. Um, but I will definitely make time for some of the other movies we have going on. Uh, before we get started, is there anything you want to... I don't know. Uh, um, how was your week? Oh, yeah. That's what we do. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Steve, like, this is like your first time recording, even though we've done this 20 yeah, times. No, you know what it is? I, For whatever reason, I was thinking in my head, I was like, is there anything we have to teach them before we... Teach them. Are, you know what I mean? Like, any, any like... You mean enlighten them. Enlighten, yeah, exactly. But I, I don't think so. I mean, summer movies are kind of self-explanatory, yeah, right? Yeah, it's pretty... Um, it's the blockbusters. It's, it's the blockbuster season. It's when a lot of studios put out their big money makers yeah. and hope that people will go sit in an air-conditioned theater for two hours and watch these things. Um, I think that there's a lot of big ones opening this um, this summer. Um, a lot of them are franchises. A lot of them are sequels. A yeah. lot of them are sequels. So we'll go over them. So yeah. show, we should just start. Yeah, let's just start. Okay. Uh, the first one is this weekend is... Pirates of the Caribbean, Dead Men Tell No Tales. What number is this? I I believe it's five. That is four too much. Yeah, no, agreed. Uh, did you like the first one? I like the first one. First one's right. And like um, Johnny Depp's Jack Sparrow, the first movie is just the revelation, uh-huh. and then it gets so tiring. I'll give it up to two, up to the second yeah, movie, yeah, yeah. and then it's like, dude, like. You got to move on with your life. I really, I really thought Orlando Bloom was going to be bigger after that. Yeah, he's one of those people who just never, who just didn't become like. Yeah, I don't know. You know what? I, maybe one he's of the Chris's, right? Maybe he's too skinny. <laughs> is that is that it? I don't know. Is it? I don't know. He's so skinny. I guess so. And that doesn't stand out to you. That's no. not like a. That wasn't a thing for me, but really, Mm-mm. he's. He's like, um, he's like, yeah, but you know, he's not like, I almost said emancipated, but that's (laughs) not, that's not the right word, emaciated. But I guess for, for at least the pirate roles, like he doesn't need to be jacked, right? Like he's not playing a superhero. That's true. That's true. He's just playing a shipwrecked pirate. Yeah, no, you're right. Um, so what do you think it's going to do? Do you think it's going to? A, do you think it's going to be good? B, do you think it's going to make a lot of money? There's no way it's good, and there's, like, a small chance it makes money. Because I, I think Johnny Depp, in general, he's... 
I mean, here's the thing with all these movies, the caveat, right? Which is that, like, movie stars don't have the same uh, cachet as they used to, right? Like, you can't just get Will Smith and be like, oh, there's $100 million in the bank right then and there. You know, like, no one, you can't do that anymore. And Johnny Depp, didn't he have that, that, uh, that movie where he played the Native American that, like, bombed? Do you know what I'm talking about? With the guy with the mask, but he wasn't the guy in the mask. It was, uh, you know what I'm talking about? No, and I, like, I... Alice through the looking glass? No, 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 hold on. I'm, like, looking at his IMDb page, and I have no idea what you're talking about. The Lone Ranger. The Lone Ranger, yeah. You know what I mean? And so it's like... Well, here's the thing about this franchise, right? Um, I think very early on... They, they rightly so discovered that Johnny Depp carries this thing, right? Yeah, because it's yeah, just it's 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 swashbuckling fun, but Johnny Depp's character, at least the first time, the first couple of times we were introduced to him, like he really like this franchise rests on him. Mm-hmm. What's different this time around is that Johnny Depp has been mired in all of these not so great. Publicity. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So do you want do you want to explain? Yeah, to so he's been in the bit. news a little bit too much. With Amber Heard, right? Domestic dispute, domestic abuse allegations, messy divorce. Um, now recently, Ugh. there's been as people have been like talking more about this movie. You know, um, there's all these stories about him being late, not knowing his lines ever. Really. And so, and him not just aging not very well. Yeah. Um, I forget where I read it, but, like, there's a whole article about how, like, they treat him like a baby and they have to, like, oh, make his worst. call time, like, so much... Um, Later? Or they, like, tell him it's so much earlier than oh, it actually is because he doesn't come to the set. And That's crazy. And it's actually kind of crazy that people can get away with stuff like that because every single hour and day that you spend on these big blockbuster movie sets it's like millions of dollars a day and it rests on this one person who who like can't get to set on time right so you know i think in a lot of cases like any publicity is good publicity i don't i don't think it is for this because i think you know just even looking at his imdb page like Nothing that he's done recently has done very well when he's the star of it and I think people are tired of him, and I think people are over Johnny Depp. What's the last one? What's the last good one he's done? Well, is it the first Pirates? No. Um, well, he's been in a lot of different movies. So he's been in Fantastic Beasts. He's oh, been that's in. Right. Um, oh, he's like Into the, the Woods, but he's oh, not. But he's not carrying any of those movies. Like it, they don't star him, which I think is the difference. Um, so sorry, dude, but I think you're, like, yeah. I don't know. I think your time is yeah. done. Fantastic I Beasts. I hope you saved all your money. That's an interesting choice. Fantastic Beasts. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see how that goes because he was kind of like the, what is it like the uh, the shocker reveal at the end. I think so. You know, so we'll see. We'll see how that goes, especially in light of the stuff that you've said about like his work habits. Um, and it's also opening this week against Baywatch. Um, oh, do you, do you have right. thoughts on Baywatch? I do. I have thoughts on Baywatch. Okay. But I want to know your... What, what well, you it kind of reminds me of, like, um, speaking of Johnny Depp, like, um, 
21 when they Jump did Street. 21 Jump That's, Street, th- That right? was my note, It's yeah. like this familiar and like kind of sentimental franchise that's reimagined with these like really popular hot guys, right? Zac Efron. Um, nobody's more popular right now than The Rock. You no know one. Um, oh my God, he's the I best. I think it's been getting dragged in reviews though. But, really? But, I, but again, like I don't think this is the type of movie that you go to see because you think it's going to have a good storyline. But you go to see like the slow motion running. You go to see the hot bodies. Um, you go to see the coordinate jokes, and from what the trailer looks like, I think it has all of those. So I think it should do fine, but... But, okay, so yeah, like, yes to everything you yeah. said, but the thing with 21 Jump Street was... and th- 21 I got Jump this, Street was so good. That's the thing, it's like, that's the feeling that I got, it's like, oh, they're taking this, you know, TV show from, like, the 80s and 90s, and that wasn't necessarily a comedy, but we're gonna turn it into an R-rated comedy that is like self-referential and kind of meta you know is what I mean is this R-rated Baywatch I believe so because there was okay. a red band trailer yeah okay there's um, an R-rated and like in both movies in 21 Jump Street and the trailer for Baywatch there's like this part where the boss goes oh it's about like the brand or the program like in 21 Jump Street they're like oh they reference like the 21 Jump Street uh, program from like the 80s and 90s mm. you know and then in this one they talk about like the Baywatch brand. So, so obviously, I, David Hasselhoff and Pamela Anderson will make cameos. Exactly. You know, uh, Twenty One Jump Street. I mean, everyone loved that. You know, yeah. critics loved it. They thought it was so smart and so funny. And then now I'm thinking, in light of what what you're saying, like, you know, maybe they just, uh, maybe they tried to do what Twenty One Jump Street did, and they just they just missed. So we'll see though, because The Rock, he can. I mean, I, this is crazy to say about. A guy who's to be a professional wrestler, but he can carry a movie. Yeah, and he's gonna run for president. Oh, yeah, him and Tom Hanks. <laughs> yeah. That's right. So, but we'll see. We'll see. I I did I have high hopes well. for it, but now my expectations are lowered. I love Zac Efron. Really? Yeah, I think he's so great. Really? Yeah, he's That's interesting. He's good looking, and he knows how to act. He's act. He's a good actor. Really? I think I don't know. Well, here's the thing. I do like Zac Efron. Yeah. I. Uh, like, one of my guilty pleasures is Seventeen again. Oh, I thought you were going to say High School Musical, because I was no. going to be like, High Five Me Too. <laughs> no, I, I really enjoy Seventeen It's a good again. movie. Um, but for whatever reason, he can't... I don't know what it is he can't shake off, but there, there's something hmm. that he can't shake off that I feel... I feel like he's got way... Another... Not just another level, but a few more levels yeah. to him. But for whatever reason, you don't think he's reached it yet. No, I, I don't. I don't even think it's close because I do like him a lot. But he keeps getting cast in almost like the same roles, yeah. and like a lot of the movies that he's in, especially like the comedies, mm-hmm. like they do. They're not all do the, around the same yeah. stuff. Yeah. yeah, he definitely has an image, you know. Yeah, that that's what it is. Maybe he, it's the image that he can't shake. But I I like him, and I think he could be doing much better. And through no, I don't know if it's no fault of his own, but through very little fault of his own, I just he can't shake that image, and people aren't giving him the the chance. You know what I mean? Um, according to IMDb, he is going to be playing Ted Bundy, the serial killer. Interesting. Um, so maybe, and I don't think it's a comedy. <laughs> Yeah, there's nothing funny about so about Ted Bundy. maybe, um, so maybe, oh, interesting. You know, right. we'll be, you know, yeah. breaking out a bit. Okay, so that's the end of May, right? Because yeah, now we're going into May. June. Yeah. Um, June brings us the movie that I'm looking forward to, one of the movies I'm looking forward to the most, but I think for very different reasons than other people. 
you know, I would go so far as to say I think it's for the same reason. Okay. Because I don't think so. Why don't Why don't you? Why are you super into? I'm very excited for Wonder Woman, and uh-huh. I didn't think I would be, but the more that I see the cast, and the more I read interviews, the more I see the trailer, I so what I I'm gonna make it a point to go. I don't believe in um, like going watching movies on opening weekends. Um, really? Because why did I not know that about you? How do I not know I that about you? Fight for seats. Like I don't want to wait in line. But I'm talking about blockbusters. Because yeah, 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 like yeah, yeah, yeah. Indie movie. Like there's nobody that I can go by myself and or I can go like five minutes before the movie starts. Whereas like you know like Captain America or like stuff like that like. You have to go really early, and I used to do that in my Twilight days. Like I can't do it anymore. Um, Were you super into Twilight? Yeah, I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> I love Robert Pattinson to this day. Um, but when I feel like it's important to support the movie mm. for whatever reason, yeah. I do think opening weekend numbers matter a lot to yeah. studios. So this movie, I will be fighting people to go. Maybe I'll go watch it on a Saturday morning or something. Yeah, but you I gotta will go, go and watch it. Just don't go at night. Yes, that's all. I will go watch it on opening weekend because I really need this to do well because it obviously features a female um, protagonist, female superhero. It only took seventy five years to yeah. make this movie, yeah. and it's directed by a woman, Patty yeah. Jenkins, who directed um, Charlize Theron and Monster. Oh, I didn't know. Oscar. So, um, you know, like, the other thing is, like, I don't want this to become this year's Ghostbuster. Yeah. You know, like, I don't want all these expectations, and then people don't go watch it, people critically pan it, and then it's, and then it becomes this narrative of women can't carry a movie, you know? What are your thoughts? Yeah, you know, I think... I think most people are super into Wonder Woman for those same reasons. I don't think there's like, uh, you know, there's some people who are like Batman heads and certain people who are like Superman heads. I don't think there are a lot of like Wonder Woman heads. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Because there haven't been a thing for them to become a head for. Exactly. And so I think a lot of people that are into this movie, like, so for example, I haven't watched... I didn't watch, uh, what's that movie, Batman vs. Superman? Like, I didn't watch Batman. that. Batman. Batman v. Superman. Superman. That's right. Uh, I do not plan on watching watch uh, Justice League, but Wonder Woman is the one that uh, I would think about watching in, especially depending on like how the reviews are. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, early reviews have been really good. That's what, I mean, so that's what I've been, so, the early ones, right? Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, I think I'm in it, or I'm, in on it for for the same reasons you know uh, female protagonist uh, female director and they I I know because I think she's the second director she wasn't the original one um, and each time they like made it a point to make sure it was like a female director oh. you do you know? know the story of why she's the second one <sighs> I, not I think the first one was Michelle McLaren she's done a lot of like Breaking Bad episodes okay. you know um, and for I think it was like creative differences that okay. they uh that they switched out. So I'm I'm super into this. I think the trailers look fine. You know, I'm yeah. not... It, I, like, that's the thing. Like, I don't think anyone's hyped up for this movie as, like, a... As, like, an action movie. Like, no one's like, yo, this is going to be, like, off the chain. But I think a lot of people are super into, like, the meta-narrative of Wonder Woman. I think DC... This is DC, right? Yeah. DC really needs this oh, yeah. to be a success. Because... Oh, yeah. 
Batman v Superman and Suicide Squad. Not only oh, were they Suicide Squad terrible, was the other one. That's right. Terribly um, critically not acclaimed, right. but like they also didn't make as much money as they had hoped to. So like this is like they're putting a lot of eggs in this basket, and I think it's gonna pay off. I just I I just hope people go watch it. Um, I think people will. I think people okay. will. Um, fun fact: yeah. I was reading so. Uh, Zack Snyder, he directed uh, Man of Steel and Batman v Superman. He's in charge of Justice League. I think there was like a family tragedy. Yeah. And so Josh, Josh Whedon is taking over, and he was a director of the All Avengers. The stuff? Yeah, the, the first two Avengers. Are, are so, they allowed to share directors like that? Well, Josh Whedon is done with oh, okay. Marvel. Okay. You know, I think he was like, oh, I don't want to do something like that again. And, and now he's doing. doing again? Do you think he's stepping in for as a favor? Although I, I don't know. Like, uh, do you step in to direct a movie as a favor? Like, it seems like such a hard job. I think it's it's they're all it's all in post production now. Okay. So there's no more shooting left, right? right? It's it's a bunch of like post production stuff. But I don't know. We'll see how it is because Zack Snyder. I mean, you know, you're not a fan. Yeah, I mean, he's. It sucks saying this about because I think his like daughter passed away. Yeah, his daughter. You know what I mean? So I don't. Suicide. I can't. I don't. Yeah. You don't want to. Like he's going through something. Really, I'm not going to listen to this if that makes you feel better. It, you know what? It doesn't because it's it's like all in my mind, but it, it doesn't. I it's hard. Remember, no one is listening. Oh, that's true, but <laughs> he, it doesn't change the fact. Yeah, that he's no, not it's good actually it's really, you know what really I mean? terrible. Yeah. yeah. You know what? Let's move on. Let's okay. move on. Um, the following week, June 9th, comes. By the way, we're oh, not yeah. talking about every movie that's opening. We're just choosing. To yeah, we're just about. choosing select ones uh, that you and I happen to have. Um, comments on comments on exactly um the mummy starring tom cruise and russell can we talk about this can we please talk about it okay so is this even related to the brendan fraser ones so no yes and no i think the way that i heard it explained to me was that um universal or whoever owns the it is universal yeah yeah um they their rights to it were expiring and they needed to make another movie. I don't know if they ever asked Brandon Fraser to be in it or if they were like, hey, if we're gonna make the another one, like we just gotta go in a different direction. But the trailer makes it look like a horror movie. So it's yes. definitely a different feel from like the old and how many mummies were there? Three? I think there were three. But, like, they went with Tom Cruise, which in itself is, like, so interesting. And then the fact that Tom Cruise was like, okay, is also (laughs) so interesting. He was like, as long as I get to sprint at some point. I mean, like, like, I was just like, I thought I read it wrong when I was first reading about it. Like, I was like, really, Tom Cruise? Like, So do you you know, because we just talked about Wonder Woman and Justice League. Did you know... That the mummy is the start of a franchise, and a very specific franchise. Wait, what do you mean? <clears throat> this mummy. So, yeah. Okay. So you don't know this. Okay. So I get to break the news to you. Tell me. And this is no secret, right? So this isn't a spoiler or anything. So, Russell Crowe's character in the movie, his name is Doctor Jekyll. Right. It's Tom Cruise's name in the movie. I don't know. Just some random okay. dude, right? They have already greenlit. Like Jekyll and Hyde, they've and they're gonna make like a Frankenstein movie. They're gonna make a Hollow Man. So this is just jumping Man. up off point. There's a Universal mod. The only reason you you because you were like, oh, I don't know who owns the rights. Universal, and I was like, yes, Universal. The only reason I know that is because it's called the Universal Monsters Shared Universe. Shut up. 
Uh-huh. Yes. So they're going to, it's like, uh, what's the, uh, Helsing, right? Is that the vampire hunter or mm-hmm, whatever? Mm-hmm. So it's going to be like, it's going to be like Dracula, Frankenstein, the mummy, Jekyll and Hyde, Invisible Man, and they're going to be, it's like that universe. That's so interesting. Yeah. That's why I'm, I'm so, not excited, but I'm so curious as to, like, is this even going to work? Like, because the thing with Marvel and DC is those are, like, they have, like, decades of history and, like, fandom, like, built in. Yeah. Like, they don't have to get new fans. Right. They had all these fans that were were waiting for these movies. Nobody from the mummy <laughs> are waiting for these movies. So you're right. There's They have to start over. Yeah. They can't necessarily bank on the fans of The Mummy. And also, why why is this movie just called The Mummy? The first one was called The Mummy. Like Yes. Why not Why is there no colon subtitle? I that's what I'm saying. Like I don't I didn't even know The Mummy was a thing that like you could be like, "Oh yeah, this is our shared universe. This is our yeah. cinematic universe." Like, well, like what? I think that changes my perspective on this a little bit because before you told me that, I was just looking at this like, I felt like this was just a desperate attempt right. at a revival of a dying franchise. And like the producers like kind of throwing a shot in the dark and being like, maybe we'll have some people who look back on the original Mummy with fondness who will come watch this. But now that I know this is just the gateway to like a bigger universe that they're Much bigger, up, yeah. It's interesting that they're choosing the mummy franchise right to start that but i guess you got to start somewhere and maybe it'll be good i don't know but like i i feel like of all the 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 monsters they have the right to whether it's frankenstein like that's the thing frankenstein jekyll and hyde whatever like those are instantly and maybe it's because like maybe like younger like kids in like high school don't but like mm-hmm. those names are more recognizable yeah, than the mummy. Kind of, yeah. So I don't know. We'll All see. Right. We'll okay. see. So I'm I'm very curious as to how this does. I have very little hopes for the mummy and the Universal Monsters cinematic universe. I highly doubt they'll get to the point where they do the Avengers version yeah. of the monsters. But we'll know. see. But we'll see. We might be recording something at the end of <laughs> this year being like, so the mummy was nominated for every Oscar and <laughs> It made a billion dollars its first weekend. I mean, I am a big fan of... I don't want to say I'm a fan of Tom Cruise, but I did love... I must. I may not like Tom Cruise as a person because... He's a Scientologist? Yeah. But I think he's the best example of a classic American Hollywood actor. Like, from his face to his, like... Really? Choice and roles. Yeah. Um... He just, like, him and Julia Roberts, like, they pop on screen. And they he have that movie true. star charisma that I don't think a lot of people have. So I give him props for that. That's and true. the man is, like, 75, and he's, like, running. Is he? No, he's not 75. Oh, you were exactly. Like, okay. Yeah, he's, like, so old, but he, like, is running, outrunning, like, people half his age. And he does all his stunts, and you can't, like, knock him for that. Interesting. Okay. No, I agree. Um, agree. So the next week, did you want to talk about... Cars 3? Just real quick, um, I didn't like either of the first two cars. I didn't even watch the second one. I hated the first car. First one was terrible. I thought it was stupid. Uh, I had to watch it like 10 times. Okay, I'm sorry, but for a movie that you thought was terrible, you watched it 10 more times. I had to because we were, I went on this like, 
on this trip to the Navajo Nation, and it was like an outreach trip. It was okay. like a missions trip, and we brought a copy of Cars, and the and kids the kids movie. didn't want. It was it had like come out like not too long before that, and so the kids wanted to watch it so bad. So we played it so many times for like the and you watched Navajo it every kids. single time. Hey, what else are we gonna do? Because we were playing it for them. Okay, and you, you still know? didn't like it. Sometimes. I hated okay. it. Okay. I hated, but each time, like, I didn't like it the first time, and each time I watched it, I hated it more and more. And But you watched Cars 2. I did not watch Cars 2. Okay, so you're not going to watch Cars 3. No, I just, part of me wonders, like, I wonder if Pixar's kind of, like, lost their magic. What was the last movie that they did? I don't even know. Okay. I don't even I'm sure our... Oh, Nemo. No, Dory, Dory, Finding Dory. Dory. You know, Dory was. It was good. interesting that it did not get nominated for best. Very animation. interesting, very interesting. You know, and then, you know, before that was was it the Good Dinosaur and Inside Out? Mm. I think. I mean, Inside Out is like my favorite. I mean, Inside Out is great and stuff, but like, there was a time when anytime Pixar released something, it was like this is gonna be one of the best movies I've ever yeah. seen in my life. You know, now you're it's not like, gonna go watch Cars three. Yeah, yeah, you know what I mean. So I don't know, I, especially because. Since the Disney acquisition, they've been pumping out sequels hard. You know? Like, not as many original Originals. ideas. You know? I just feel like that's what's... Like, half the movies that we're talking about are not original. More than half. That's true. And it's just... It's really disheartening, actually. I mean, um, all the originals are... I mean, all those people who go... Not all the people, but, like... Anyone yeah. who has, like, an original idea where, like... It, there's even a risk of it not making money, they're all flocking to Netflix, Amazon. You know, so uh, do you want to do the other one that opens that same weekend? Yes, so it's called Rough Night. It stars Scarlett Johansson, Kate McKinnon, Zoe Kravitz, um, Alana Glazer from Broad City, who I really, really like. Oh, from Broad City. It's okay. super, like, the trailer looks really raunchy, and opening a month later is a movie called Girls Trip, and it, that stars, like, Queen Latifah and, like, Jada Pinkett Smith. Um, I think it stars Queen Latifah. I might be wrong. Um, they look exec- essentially like the same movies, but, like, with two different casts of two different, cult, like, people who are of opposite, like, races, if that makes sense. Uh-huh, uh-huh. So it's... They both look like they're raunchy comedies, and they both look like, oh, you liked Bridesmaids? Like, here's a movie for you. Are you white? Go watch this one. Are you black? Go watch this one. Mm. I'm being very, like, facetious about it. But, um, you know, one's Rough Night is about a bachelorette night gone wrong. Girls Trip is about, like, college friends reuniting for a wild weekend. Like, I think both will be super fun, and I actually think both will make some money. Um, wedged in between these, like, you know, superhero movies and stuff. Um, So, yeah, I wanted to put that out there as a pair of female-centered comedies. It's weird that they both look the same and they're both being released this year, but... I mean, you get that every once in a while, right? Mm -hmm. Where, like, sometimes there's, like, two movies that are released and they're, like, exact same same thing. Um, But I don't think we've... I don't think we've ever had one where it's, like, the racial binaries there where like one's the white version the other one's like the black version yeah. Um, but yeah I mean I'm hoping they both do they both do well I think there is some like I feel like one of them will do well because every summer you have the one like female led movie that does well, really well like, out of nowhere well if that's gonna be the case then it's gonna be Wonder Woman one female I, I, led movie but you know what it, but it has to be a comedy 
right? Because okay. there's like the heat, bridesmaids, um, you know, there's always one of those. Or, or I guess sometimes it could also be like a horror movie, but there aren't a lot of horror movies. There's yeah. one like coming out this summer. There's always like that one. There's a lot of horror movie. movies coming out this summer, actually. Oh, are yeah. I see Amityville. There's I don't even know if I'm saying that right. There's um, it. Oh, Wish Upon. Mm-hmm. Right. It comes at night. I think that. Um, well, if you think sharks are horrifying, 47 Meters Down is this year's um, Blake Lively shark movie. Wait, is it a Blake Lively shark movie? No, it's a Mandy Moore shark oh, movie. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Um, all right, cool, cool, cool. Okay, uh, let's, let's see. move on. Let, let's move Okay, let's just really quickly talk about the garbage that is uh, Transformers The Last Night. I could not be... I, the only thing that is cool about it is it looks like Anthony Hopkins is reprising his role from Westworld. Like, it's, like, the same... He's wearing the same clothes and talking about, like, the same things. Why are they doing this? You know, is I don't really Is it still know. directed by, um... Michael Bay? Yeah. Uh, I think so. I'm not 100% sure. But it's called Transformers The Last Night. Yeah, I don't know. Night don't like know. K-N-I-G-H-T, yeah. not even night. I don't I don't know. It I don't is know Michael why Bay directed. Why is he doing this? Why is anyone doing this? I mean, people are going to watch it, I guess. And that why is, is frustrating. Why is in this? There's good people in this. Yeah. Steve, there's so many good people in this. John Goodman, <laughs> Anthony Hopkins, Josh Jamel, Stanley Tucci... John Turturro. Wow. What are these people? Ken Watanabe. <laughs> what are these people doing in this? They're getting paid. They're getting paid. I they would are be getting this. paid. I would be in it. Yeah, they are getting paid. All okay, right, so never mind. You think it's gonna do well? You know what? I I do. I okay. do, and I and I think a lot of people are gonna go with low expectations, but because it's Transformers, they're just gonna go and watch it. You okay. know, um, and I think. The people that watch it, or they'll have their expectations met because it won't be too high. And, and you know, if you're gonna go watch, it, if you're the type of person that is like, I'm gonna go watch a Transformers movie, you're gonna watch this. You, yeah, you're gonna watch this, and you're gonna you know what you're getting yourself into. Your expectations, the bar is set very low, and it's, so it's gonna be met. You know. Okay. Um, yeah, it's gonna suck. Uh, um, if you don't want to go watch Transformers that weekend, uh, yes, enlighten us about the other. There's option. a movie opening that weekend that I will personally rec. I can't recommend it personally because I haven't watched it, but I it's the movie that recommend I'm recommend you be to open the, to it. Yes, this is the movie that I'm looking forward to the most. So, um, you know Kumail Nanjiani from Silicon mm-hmm. Valley. He co-wrote this movie called The Big Sick with his wife Emily Gordon, and it's about their real life beginnings of being a couple. Um, he's a Pakistani American, she's Caucasian, and um, like he keeps their relationship a secret from his parents because you know they're like traditional and then one day she gets like super sick and gets put into a medically induced coma and then it like the story picks up from there kind of um so it looks like a really good rom-com i mean it's based in real life so you know she survived because she's wrote this movie um but i love that he gets to play himself right like they didn't have to get a white guy. They didn't have to get a white guy. They didn't have to make this movie about two white people. Um, so, you know, like, I want I want people like him to be able to be in, to be a leading man, but yeah. also be leading man in romance com- or oh. rom-coms. So right, right, right. Um, it's gotten it's really point. good reviews because it, like, debuted at one of the festivals earlier. I think it was South by Southwest. Yes, SFSF. 
right? S X S W. Yes. I don't know. It's letters. Um. So everyone go watch it if you don't want to go watch Transformers and you don't really want to go watch Transformers. So yeah, you know what? I'm I'm gonna look at the uh, I'll I'll watch the trailer, but it looks yeah, yeah. the the reviews look yeah are very high and it won the audience award uh, festival favorites for South by Southwest. So there you I'm, go. I'm I'm very intrigued, very intrigued. What about the last week in June? Is there anything on here? Oh, did you want to talk about uh, Despicable Me? No, I do not. I want to talk about Baby Driver. (laughs) Baby Driver? Okay. Did you watch the trailer? No. You've never heard of it. I've never... Baby Driver? mm -hmm, It stars Ansel Elgort and Jamie Foxx. I think this this is going to be this year's Fast and Furious. What? Minus the actual Fast and Furious that just opened. Um... It's Edgar Wright. It was actually inspired by a music video. Like, the guy who directed it, I think, directed a music video, and then he took the concepts from the music video he directed and blow, blew it out into a, like, two-hour movie, essentially. Um, it's supposed to have a really great soundtrack. Huh. And um, I think it's just going to be some mindless action. I think it's going to be super fun. Like, the trailer makes it look super fun. I think early reviews have been decent. Um... So I would be surprised if this doesn't do well. Like I think it'll be, I think it'll be good. What are your thoughts on Ansel Elgort? I love him. Really? Yeah. I have to stop following him on um, social media though, because he is a EDM DJ. Is that what you call it? Yeah, yeah. Um, and he kept plugging his music. His like DJ name is like Ansolo. Like Hansel, uh-huh. um, and like I just didn't like that. I was liking this twenty-year-old who clearly has interests that are so different from <laughs> mine. <laughs> um, but other than that, I think he's really good. like he was so good in Fall in Our Stars, and I just really have like a soft spot in my heart for him. Mm-hmm. Um, and this movie, it's like it's basically like a crime. Um, um, like what do you call it? Like he plays like a getaway driver, like who's been hired by like all these like crime people, like crime mafia or whatever. Um, it looks really good. I think you'll like it. John Hamm's in it. Jimmy Fox is in it. Yeah, no? I. I don't like Ansel. Oh, okay. Tell me why you don't like Ansel. And I, so I'm looking this up now, and um, it's because I I remembered why I don't like him. He's kind of a super douchebag, right? I can see that. He's a 20-year-old who has, like, the world at his, like, in his yeah. palm. And so, um... I'm gonna read you some quotes from Ansel Elgort, okay? Um, Don't ruin this for me. But go on. Let's see. Uh, where should I start? Okay. This is him talking about this time he met these two people when I first met Afrojack and Nikki Romero uh, oh when I first met Afrojack and Nikki Romero told him I made Totem he was like freaking out he told me that it was his favorite track to play at the time and he couldn't believe that I'm an actor and a credible producer um okay here's another one about being a DJ right um I'll work 13 hours at a time producing a new track not a lot of people understand that. Not girlfriends, friends, family. Uh, 
this is one about oh, this is one about gifts and girls. I like to buy girls shoes and jewelry. I buy stupidly expensive shoes. I got Louboutins. Is that how you pronounce it? Louboutins. Yeah. Louboutins for my mom and my girlfriend before. My mom was like, "I can't wear these. They're too high." I was like, "Mom, you have to try them. They're so cool. They're red snakeskin." She still wears them every so often, but she can't walk in them. This is. He's a like he's like a eighteen year old okay. saying these Hold things. On. This is the one that's really. This is gonna make you uncomfortable. He's so white privilege. Do you know what I mean? Do you know who his dad is? His dad is like it's a photographer, a super or something. famous like fashion photographer. This is this is okay. I'm just I, I'm not even gonna prime you for it. Ready? Girls love it when you have some weird nerdy thing in your room. It makes you look less threatening, even though I'm like very threatening. <laughs> I'm, I'm not done yet. Where he's got it's only it's only six more words. I'm the most threatening guy ever. I don't. I don't even know what that means. I oh no, I I, kind, I think I might know what that means, but it makes me uncomfortable to have to confront that. <laughs> um, okay. All right, I got you. I got you. So yeah, Ansel like Elgort. I think he's. I think he's really good on screen. But yep, yep, you're a douche. <laughs> okay. Um. So yeah, Baby Driver. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> you're gonna change your mind. You're gonna change your mind. I'm open. I'm open. Okay. I'm open. Okay. Uh, Let's move on to July. <laughs> July. Let's move on to July. Okay. Perfect. July seventh. I want you to tell people. I have no. The the grouping of movies you made. Oh. Okay. Yeah, but I'm gonna get in trouble. Why? Because people are gonna be like, "What the hell? No. This movie doesn't belong in this category." No. no okay. No. Don't worry. Despicable Me three, uh-huh. Cars three, Transformers, Planet of the Apes, and another Spider Man. I put them all in the category. What's of, the name of that category? Um, like Desperate Revival. <laughs> like, what did I name? You it? were like, oh, do we need another one? <laughs> do we need another one? That is. That's my Jeopardy category. Do we is, need another one? That's interesting. So tell me if we need another Spider Man with a new Spider Man. Of course not. Of course Why we don't are need. You doing this because even though we don't need it. There are people with money that want it. And by money, I don't mean like the people making it. I mean people who will spend their money what at the theater. What is it about the Spider-Man franchise that has gone through... It, that is a great question. It's not about the franchise. It's about the character. People love Spider-Man. People love he is Parker? like the most... one of Is he the, the most, most relatable superhero? Because he's all geeky and stuff? And like awkward? I would say... Because you can't really relate to, like, um, Bruce Wayne, right? He's, like, cool. No, of course, yeah. I think... I'm not saying you're not cool, but do you know what I mean? Not, I'm, I'm not a billionaire. Yeah. Uh, you don't have playboy. a butler. Yeah. <laughs> uh, even though we do have a friend who had a two, bu- like, uh, like maids growing up, uh, right? Um, <laughs> yeah, but she was in a different country. Yeah, I know, so I know. Okay. So maybe she can relate to Bruce Wayne. Uh, but no, Spider-Man, no, of course we don't need one. And I would say he's, I don't know if he's the most relatable, but I think he is relatable to an extent where, like, that's what makes him, he's clearly the most popular. Not clearly, actually. But historically speaking, he has been the most popular char- comic book character. Really? For Marvel, yeah. I mean, he he has, so normally with, like, X-Men, they have, like, three X-Men titles. There's, like, four Superman titles, like, three Batman. Like, there were, there was a time where there was, like, seven Spider-Man comics. And he's, like, always at the forefront of, like, all the events that happen, like, in the comics and stuff. 
So... He's always a big player. Are you excited for this? No. Have you... Do you, are you not into the Spider-Man franchise? Uh, I was into... I still, to this day, low-key think that uh, Spider-Man 2 is, like, the best comic book. Which one? That was the one with Dr. Octopus. No, I mean, who was the Spider-Man? Toby, Toby. Okay. That was his second one. Okay. Um, so you're not a fan of Andrew Garfield? That, it was okay, but it was the same thing. Mm-hmm. They're all the same thing, you know? Um... Well, no, Dark Knight is the best comic book, but like that, like Spider-Man Two is like Loki, like second, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. I just, you know, what I'm really curious about is, and this is in my notes for this. I think Spider-Man: Homecoming and Marvel movies in general, outside of Guardians of the Galaxy, are running into a problem, which is like, I think. I don't know if they can escape the gravity of Robert Downey Jr. And he's in this trailer. And if you put him in a trailer... He better be in the movie. He better be in the movie. And if he's going to be in the movie, you know he's going to riff a lot. And you know he's going to be a big part of it. And I think his shadow is a little too big. The shadow he casts is a little too big for this movie he's too. probably in like a tiny portion of it right I'm I'm assuming he's in the beginning and the end that's what I'm assuming he's in the beginning and the end and I think they ha- I think Marvel and specifically because this is the first Marvel and Sony joint production of Spider-Man normally it's only been Sony and so you know we'll see how they handle it but they might by I can understand the, the theory of like oh we're gonna use Robert Downey Jr. and like People are going to want to watch this even more. But then you're just setting yourself up for failure for future ventures. But we'll see. We'll see. I have very little hopes for it. I don't even, I, I don't even know if I'm going to watch this in theater, to be honest. Who is this guy, Tom Holland? The new spider Some, like, just English kid. Okay. Yeah. But yeah, we'll see how it does. But I have very little. I have low hopes for it. Uh, I'm probably not even going to watch it. Okay, interesting. That is very interesting. I'm not going to watch it, but I'm, I don't uh, watch most of these. Let's let's talk about the the last movie you clumped into that. Do we need another one? War for the Planet of the Apes. War for the Planet of the Apes. First of all, that's a stupid title. That is a stupid title, yes. I thought I wrote it wrong. War for the Planet of the Apes. Yeah. That is the title. Because it's, it's a war for the Planet of the Apes. Okay. Did you watch the first two? No. I watched the first one, I think. The one with James Franco. Yeah. And then I was asking Steve, like, like, didn't they just do this last year? Wasn't Brie Larson? He was like, that was King Kong. That was <laughs> Kong now I'm just like, But King Kong and that was an And that was not right? even last year. That was, like, a few weeks ago. <laughs> it was this year? Yeah, it was this year. I'm like, okay, first sure. of all, that's also an ape. But it's one ape. This and it's a giant ape. These are also apes. But this is a planet of them. Why have we vilified monkeys is all I want to know. You know what? That's a great question. But the counter is, in these movies, they are actually the protagonists. Oh, are humans terrible? Yes, nice. that is exactly... Maybe I will go watch Yes, this. That's in, how the, I feel in this movie, the humans are like the bad guys. The only thing I will tell you about this movie that I may want to go see is the fact that Judy Greer, who has forever been this, like, second-string B-list, um, she always plays the best friend of the, like, female protagonist. Or the bad, or the, or bad, the bad Yeah. 
like um, 13 going on 30 she was like the female to like she was like the best friend to like Jennifer Garner's character she's always the best friend she's been in like a thousand different things but she's always always like second tier she's she's like the female star in this yeah yeah so yay um Woody Harrelson Harrelson is in this yeah Woody I mean the trailer did you watch the trailer I did he's straight up shaving his head like baking it so I'm, I'm I'm excited. So you're good with this. Oh yeah, I mean I love the first two. I have high hopes for this one. I think this is the this is like the franchise that not that I'm most excited for, but this is one where I'm like, yeah, man, just keep it coming, just keep it coming. Is Andy Serkis ever going to be in a movie with his full face? Like, I is feel he like not an actor that like can act with his like face without. CG? You know, that's a really good question. And I feel like he's been in a movie once. And it just wasn't for him? Like, what is I happening? Know. I don't know. I, I Maybe he's just so good at it. I mean, I get it. And it's such a specific skill. Okay. Yeah, it's like such a specific skill. Because he does it for like multiple movies, you know? I think it's just a very specific skill that he is very good at. Okay, because I was going to start, like, a free Andy's face campaign. No, I'm sure he I think he's fine. Yeah, okay. I think, he, I think he's fine. Um, what else is happening in July? Do you want to talk about anything else? Uh, oh, there was one. Dunkirk. Tell me. I don't know what it's about. I it's kind a war of know. movie. It's a war movie. World War II. It's about Dunkirk, like the city. Mm-hmm. I guess there was a city called Dunkirk and stuff. Um... And I'm super into it because it seems like it's the first Christopher Nolan movie in a really long time that doesn't have to do with, like, fiction like, yeah. or, like, sci-fi or is it a so comic is it book based movie? on a true story? Yeah, it's based on a, a, the true event of, like, the evacuation of the city of Dunkirk. Okay. Um, I'm super interested to see Harry Styles in it. I'm, like, very Does curious. he have a big role or is his role hyped up because he's, like, one that, direction? You know what? That's a fair question. I have no idea. Because okay. the trailer tells me nothing. I have no idea what it's about. Like, what part of Dunkirk it's about. I just know that when I watch the trailer, my heart is, like, racing. Wow, okay. And I can't watch war movies, like, in theater. Wait, what? Because, like, everyone's being shot at and, like, explosions are happening and, like, that kind of stuff stresses me out. So I can't watch in the theater. It's really? just an assault on the eyes and the ears. Oh, it's like, is it like a stimulation overload? Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, that I'm makes like sense. I'm really like scared of stuff like that, so. Scared? Yeah. Like, because you think. Because it's scary to watch and hear stuff happening and blood that's everywhere. True. That's true. Um, yeah. That's why I asked you if John Wick was like violent. Oh, because yeah. I can't watch that. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I'm excited for Dunkirk. Uh, and we'll see. We'll see how it does. I, I think I'm going to go watch that. Okay. In theater. Um, is there anything else in um, July? Yeah. Uh, Shirley Theron is going to be in this movie called Atomic Blonde. And I know nothing about it except that she's like, I think she's like a secret undercover, like M16, MI6 MI6, agent. MI6, MI6, MI6 yeah, agent. Yeah. I was reading it wrong. Um, <laughs> and she looks really badass in the photo. Like in the tr- like the movie posters, and I don't think I watched the trailer. But um, if this is anything like uh, Mad Max, Mad Max, yeah, Charlize Theron, like I'm on board. Although it also looks violent, so I'm not gonna watch this in theater. But so when are you gonna watch it? Probably when it's on like you know 
Screaming or something. Okay. Yeah. Fair, fair, fair. So Atomic Blonde. Blonde. Got it. Okay. All right, let's move into August. Your yes. favorite. This is the movie that I think... I Let me just double check. Uh, yes, this is the movie I am most excited about. Uh, I spent hours upon hours wikipedia the source material. Instead of reading the actual instead, um, That would have taken me years. Okay. Um, there's so many of those books. I'm sorry, yes. Uh, I am so stoked for The Dark Tower. Okay. Sorry, Matthew McConaughey, Idris Elba. I um, Words cannot describe, especially because they've done the opposite where, like, I think in the graphic novels, Idris Elba's character is white. And they cast... Nice. Him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I'm insanely excited for this. I love Idris Elba. Uh, cannot wait. The source material can get really, I mean, it says like dark, it can get really twisted and messed up. So we'll see, um, you know, if they, how much, if it's like a straight copy or if they like, you know, put some twists and turns in there. Um, but yeah, I think, I think it's going to be good. I, I think, think it's gonna be really yeah, I mean, I haven't, I don't feel as passionately about this as you do, but I think in the month of August, that's probably the biggest, I mean, by the point, by the time you get to August, I think, I think most of what people are banking on has already been released. That's August true. is a pretty slow month. Um, but yeah, I think definitely this is probably the biggest month that's opening that month, the biggest movie that's opening that month. Um, we'll see. Yeah. And I hope it becomes the big franchise that you. I hope so. Hope I hope so. Be. But we'll see. And I hope it lives up to your expectations. I have very high hopes. I have very high hopes. Uh, can we talk about another movie that's opening that weekend? Yeah. We haven't. We didn't talk about this on our pre-show, but uh, I. I just looked it up now as like I was talking, but uh, Detroit. Mm-hmm. So it's got an interesting cast. It's uh, Anthony Mackie and John Boyega. Mm-hmm. I didn't know this. It's directed by Catherine Bigelow. Uh, we love Catherine Bigelow. So I am already On immediately board. intrigued by this. Uh, John Krasinski's in this. Really? That's what the IMDb page says. Do I see him? Oh, he is. Interesting. Um, yeah, I'm... I'm very curious as to what so, this is even about. IMDb says it's a police raid in Detroit in 1967 results in one of the largest citizen uprisings in United States history. Okay. So it's set in 1967, but I'm sure it's super relevant to our times today. Yes, probably. probably. I also love um, both John Boyega and Anthony Mackie, so... Yeah, I... I'm, I just need for me this is like a research thing where I have no idea if John Boyega is a good actor or not I mean and he's been I, in one movie you saw right yeah, yeah. He, he was in another movie I think and I think it might have been on Netflix right he was um, he was just in a movie with Emma Watson Tom Hanks called The Circle The Circle that nobody watched and the, oh wait did that come out yeah it lasted like two weeks wow like, nobody went to go see it wow I heard because um, it was based on a book uh huh uh huh which apparently the book is obviously like better, but um, they took all the good parts of the book and took those out and kept the weird part. Like yeah, so they changed it from the book quite a lot, and I don't think it was very. 
good. Interesting. Yeah, I, for me, it's just I need more. I need more, Giant Boy get to be more movies because I need to figure out if he's a good actor. Because okay. I'm about to invest a lot of emotional stock in this man <laughs> as one of the leads in uh-huh. uh, the Star Wars franchise. Yeah, yeah. So I need to know if he's worth if it. he's worth it, or if I should be like. If I should treat him as someone who's like, oh, actually, you know, like I love these movies, but I'm not going to invest so much into you, like your character and you as like a person. So I, I don't know. That's just that's just me. All right, I think we're good, right? Yeah, I think so. Is there anything? I'm else? good for the rest of August. Yeah, same here. It looks like you know the rest of August looks really. Uh, Towards the end, it just yeah, gets blah. like really blah. Yeah, um, which is surprising because. Typically, August has seen some some surprises in the past, right? I think like the first Guardians of the Galaxy, uh, Warner Brothers tried to do the same thing with like Suicide Squad. The last first year. Um, Guardians of the Galaxy was opened in August. It was in August. Oh, yeah. interesting. Yeah. So we'll see. Um, but then it also creates um, like gems. Like um, the Zac Efron movie that uh, nobody watched. Literally, no, it's called We Are Your Friends. It opened like oh, last week of August. Oh, was that it, good? No, no, it had the record for the least like like nobody went to go see it. Wow. Like it tanked. That was like the so DJ movie, bad. right? It tanked so hard. Um, so yeah. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, I mean, let's that- go watch Wonder Woman. Yes. Yeah, so. Uh, I think those are kind of the movies that we're stoked about, the ones that we think aren't going to do well. Um, these were the movies that we had a strong opinion about one way or the other. The, everything else that we didn't name kind of just like not we, – we either like don't care for or like didn't know fine. enough about yeah. to even say yeah. anything. Um, so I hope you guys enjoyed this. Hopefully uh, the movies that we're excited about and we're interested in, if you weren't beforehand – you know, this has piqued your interest. And um, if there were movies that you were looking forward to that we weren't as much, just trust us. You're not going to like it. So <laughs> just avoid it anyway. Um, so I think now we'll take a quick break. Yeah. And then we'll be back with our obsessions of the episode. Yes. All right. So we'll be back. Okay, guys, we're back. Um, I know that felt instantaneous but for me and Jen that was like an hour long break so we feel refreshed how about you <laughs> yeah um okay so we'll go straight into obsessions of um of the episode so mine is this is gonna be real quick uh this is a GQ style story that came out um, do you subscribe to GQ no okay. funny enough I don't even remember how I saw this st- oh no, no I know why wait no I don't know why I don't remember how I found this um, I think someone posted it on Facebook, and I uh, and I clicked on it, and then I was just like stuck in this pit. Uh, so you sent me links to three articles, and oh, this is one of them. This and I was like, yeah. "Huh?" So this is uh, GQ style, which is I believe it's quarterly, unlike GQ proper. Um, it's like their style magazine, and it's a Q and A. It's not GQ. It's no, just GQ a style. Of GQ? Yeah, 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 yeah. And it is, but he's on the cover of GQ magazine. Oh, is he? Yeah. You know, so I'm very confused, right? I think this is just the feature, and they placed it in style because there's a photo shoot with all of his clothes. Interesting, because yeah. I know GQ style is its own. Oh, it is. Then like, I don't know. Thing. Then I don't know. But I mean, I mean. Oh, you're right. So it's a Q and A with Brad Pitt, and it's interesting to note because it's not like. Uh, 
someone it's not like the the GQ person writing up the summary of what they talked about is literally just the questions and the answers and it's like I think an unedited version of his answers um I'm super obsessed with this because uh it is with the Q&A specifically also you get a real deep look into how this dude thinks right and so there's just, there's a whole ordeal with him and Angelina Jolie splitting and they obviously talk about it here and there were a few things that I there were two specific quotes that I wanted to read um, that I think are super telling and so here's the thing with Brad Pitt right I, and I was Jen and I were talking about this before and feel free to chime in to tell me if you disagree or agree but there are a few types of celebrities right and the types that I I can think of are there's the one who like um, who experienced success way later in life and so they kind of know how lucky they are and they are extremely grounded people um, they're very down to earth and the you know the archetype for that is someone like John Hamm right there are others who like he became a star when he was like 40 <laughs> exactly he was like he was like almost 50 and had like was married already had like teenage he was, kids no John Hamm no I don't think he was ever married. He would date this. Oh, you're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. So, but he was super, not super old, but he was like, um, he was well into the game before he got his like superstardom, right? And so, from all the things that I've heard about him, he's like super down to earth, and he's referenced in interviews that like he knows it's all luck. Like it's not because of him. He literally just caught a break, Mm -hmm. right? Then there are other types of celebrities who. this is not age-based, but it's more like ambition-based where they are not celebrities and they want nothing more than to be celebrities. Your and, examples were spot on. And my examples were Kanye West and Kim Kardashian. Maybe that's why they're so great together or they're so successful together, even though like he's been MIA a lot. And, you know, is I think he still being I, treated? I, I think so. I think people... The assumption is that he's still dealing with like mental health okay. issues, which is you know totally legit, mm-hmm. um, and that's not a knock on him. But it's mm-hmm. like he wants so bad to be a celebrity, not a celebrity in the same sense she does. She just wants to be famous. He wants to be like recognized for all his gifts and stuff, you know. Um, and then there's a third type, which is like the Brad Pitt type, which is he thinks he's John Hamm. But he has no idea how close he is to Kim Kardashian and Kanye West. In that, like, in this interview, you can tell he really thinks, he's like, yeah, I'm just a normal dude who, like, stumbled into this, or or this happened to me. I didn't go searching for this. This happened to me. But he doesn't recognize all the ways that he's been changed from all this fame and this celebrity. Um, There are two things that... Two quotes that I oh before I that what do you think I mean is that I mean yeah, there are obviously more than these more types but, yeah, but, but yeah, these no, are pretty these accurate these are pretty right? accurate and I like the I like the the comps examples yeah. yeah so there are two quotes I, this is a really long uh, Q and A and for anyone listening to this I highly recommend you read this because it is fascinating um, the one one of the questions is you've played characters in pain what is pain emotional and physical his response. Yeah, I'm kind of done. I'm kind of done playing those. I think it was more pain tourism. It was still an avoidance in some way. I've never heard anyone laugh bigger than an African mother who's lost nine family members. What is that? 
I just got R&B for the first time. R&B comes from great, great pain, but it's a celebration. To me, it's embracing what's left. It's that African woman being able to laugh much more boisterously than I've ever been able to. This is one <laughs> one answer to that question. Like, yes, there are like five different yes. tangents there. This is to continue this quote, and this happens later on in the interview. But the interviewer says, "What in the past week has given you immense joy? Can you feel that right now?" And the reason I'm reading this because he he references his answer, his previous answer, um, talking about joy. It's an elusive thing. It's been a more painful week than normal. Just certain things have come up. But I see joy out the window, and I can see the silhouette of palms and an expression on one of my kids' faces, a parting smile, or finding some, you know, moment of bliss with the clay. Because he talks a lot about being, like... Clay? Like, sculpting with clay. You know, it's everywhere. It's got to be found. It's the laughter of the African mother in my experience. It's got to come from the blues to get R&B. That'll be in my book. He's writing a book? I guess so. Um, what on earth? What on earth? What is, what is happening? Like, to reference an African woman who's lost everything and is still able to find joy, but then what you got out of that was, oh man, like, you know, that's how you got to experience pain and joy is insanely out of touch with reality. Um... And so there's another one, right? And so that's more like theoretical. This is like very practical, right? They're talking about, uh, he's just talking, he brings up a therapist randomly, right? He goes, uh, you know, I just started therapy. I love it. I love it. I went through, through, I went through two therapists to get to the right one. And it's like, that's how it works. <laughs> You know, like, I'm a big proponent of therapy. Uh, I have friends that uh, that have gone to therapy and continue to do so, not because there's anything wrong with them, but because it is extremely powerful and helpful. Um, and I have, like, I feel like I go to plenty of mentors in my life for therapeutic reasons, mm-hmm. right? Anyone who, like, has gone through that process knows that, like, it's not like Yelp. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, you have to... It's like a match. You know what I mean? But he says it almost in a way that's like... Like, he's teaching us. Like, yeah, I... I... We... I know, man. Like, I know. And it's just this... The rest of this uh, Q&A, it's just a real deep insight into, like... Man. Like, you know how they have those... uh, uh, What is it? Like, grocery store, like, tabloids or whatever. Or, like, the magazine articles. They're just like us, Right. No, no, they no, are man, you're super not. nothing like <laughs> us. So that, I, I highly suggest it. Just Google GQ style, Brad Pitt, okay. read the whole thing. is excellent. That's really funny. Excellent. You might want to rip your hair out, but it's excellent. Ah, uh, he's so... <laughs> uh, on to less frustrating obsessions. What was your obsession of the episode? Um, so I want to talk about the Cannes Film Festival. Mm. First of all, it's not con. It's not cons. I thought it was con. con. It's Cannes. Interesting. Yeah. Um, according to Fox, there's a great Fox article about why the Cannes Film Festival is important. So anyway, the Cannes Film Festival is an annual international film festival. It's held in the south of France. Um, it previews new films of all genres, and it's basically the biggest international showcase of um like cinematic art um 
So getting into the festival is considered really prestigious because they only um, choose a few dozen films um, for that. And then only 20 of those films are in competition for the (laughs) Golden Palm, which is the Palm d'Or, which is the highest award that you can get. So it's like... It's like the Met Gala on crack because it's over like a period of ten days, and really? all of these celebrities and movie stars um, come to premiere their films, and they're all wearing like there's red carpets, and so wow. like, it's just it's really fun for me to like look at. Although I I, I like don't understand why people like Bella Hadid and um, like Kendall there? Jenner. Like I don't know what why they doing they're that? there, but like. It's really meant for this, like, showcasing of, like, these, like, you know, films. Um, Nicole Kidman, who I professed my love for Mm -hmm. last episode, she has four projects that are being featured at Cannes. So, like, one was received with a lot of booze, although sometimes getting booed at Cannes is, like, kind of a weird tradition and, like, it doesn't necessarily mean it's, like, terrible. Like, something that gets booed at Cannes, like, can go on to, like, be critically acclaimed. Like, so it's just, it's dependent on... It's got its own culture, yeah, right? it's got its own culture. Um, so I, you know, I love this attention on her, and I hope that she, you know, um, can win an Oscar again. Uh, but the the thing about Cannes that I want to talk about this year um, is, like, this was the first year that Netflix was invited to Cannes. And it came for the movies. Um, there's a movie called Okja, which is O-K-J-A, so I guess it's Okja. Um, like it's, an Asian? It's directed by the Korean director who directed Snowpiercer. Interesting. And it has Tilda Swinton, it has Jake Gyllenhaal, it has like all these like cool people in it. Um, so that movie, and then the Meyerowitz stories, which is an Adam Sandler comedy. So those two films were chosen to be in competition and so Netflix this was the first time Netflix wow. came Netflix. now wow. that caused a lot of controversy because though both films are technically slated for um, like limited theatrical releases um, they're I mean obviously Netflix being the distributor they're going to be released on Netflix the mm. same time that they're in theaters but they're not going to be released in French theaters so most of the people there are French distributors and they were like, why the hell would we, why are these movies and why is the studio in contention when we can't even buy these? Because it's, theoretically, it's where distributors come to like pick up movies too, right? Because they're their own distributor. Yeah, so then it's like, why are they here again? And so, um, you know Pedro Almodovar, who's like the, who's this like great Mexican director, um, he is the president of the jury, and the jury is this is made up of um, directors and actors who get to decide who wins these awards at Cannes. Um, and he complained that he was like, I can't imagine giving the Golden Palm to a movie that's not going to be playing mm. in theaters first. So it's like, okay, so when you think about like Netflix and even like Amazon, which is getting into the like original content, original movies. Amazon at least takes some of its films through a traditional like theatrical release route, right? It puts it in festivals, it opens in theaters before making it available to stream. Netflix's business model is the opposite. It's, it's exclusively based on flooding its service mm. with exclusive content, and that means 
they don't see a need for um, theatrical releases because that's not their business model, right? So both these movies from Netflix, um, you know, they, like, I think Okja is going to go straight to Netflix and maybe... um, We'll have we'll have a theatrical release in um, some of the countries on the same date that it, it opens on Netflix, and then the Meyerowitz stories. Um, I think it will also open in limited like theatrical release the same day that it lands on Netflix. So basically, the streaming is like is like a plat. It's considered a you know a, a mode of distribution. The interesting is, like, the French film world is, like, so traditional that, like, by law in France, like, movies can't be put on streaming services until three, 36 months after it's the actual release. That's, like, three years. So, hello, that directly conflicts with Netflix's model of doing business, right? So, by that rule alone, if Okja was to open in, Fran- like, French theaters, Netflix France can't have it on its service until what 2020. So, like, earth. obviously, it's, like, these... They would never... Oh, man. Like, this is all, like, in conflict with each other. So, in response to this controversy, like, can actually, like, um, instituted... is instituting a new rule for next year. And so, like, in order to qualify to play, like, a film must have a theatrical release in France. So, it had to go through all this kind of controversy for them to, like, figure out, like, hey, like... For us, it's not. This is not the way. Like to disruptors, man. Mm -hmm. So one, you know, once the dust settled, I think that like both movies from Netflix came away with high praise. But it's definitely a clash between like two models of film distribution, right? And so it's like this old school French way of film distribution, which has been the way it is for forever. And France is all about like, or the French cinema is like really all about. like this like shared experience in a theater and like preserving a medium and then you have like the u.s's like new school approach which which is like so no like we're like streaming is okay and we're giving people the freedom to decide when where and how to watch things right so like it's definitely this like clash between the old school and new school and like it like erupt or it came to a head at Cannes this year and i think that like what made it like made this year's like festival like so much more interesting uh with that said i really really want to watch um okja it looks really really good you should watch the trailer for it and um you know at the end of the day i think both came out as winners because yeah like both those netflix's movies were critically acclaimed um from their like festival screenings although netflix um when um during the screening um when the netflix logo came up like it was booed but again like (laughs) getting booed at Cannes is kind of like a rite of passage um and then Cannes still gets to like preserve it's like traditional way of doing things and um it's not gonna go away anytime soon right so um you know both won this battle but like it was just it was just really really interesting i learned a lot about french cinema (laughs) reading up on it oh that is so 36 months man that's it's crazy. Like, what movie came out three... Something... Guardians of the Galaxy 1. Yeah? That well, came that out three, three years, years ago. ago. So then now you'd be able now to you'd watch be able to, it. That's Netflix. crazy. Yeah. That is crazy. Yeah, In that really time, they've already made a second one. Mm-hmm. Wow. Okay. Excellent. Um, was there anything else we wanted to touch up on before we got up out of here? I think we're done. Thanks I for think listening. So. Yeah. Thanks for listening, guys. I uh, hope you guys enjoy it. Happy uh, movie watching. Yeah. Happy, happy movie watching. I uh, hope we, you guys enjoy the start of uh, summer movie season. Uh, next time, I believe we may or may not have 
special guest. I don't want to tease oh, it Oh, we said that last week. Did we right? really? Yeah. Did we say it last time yeah. too? Okay. Sorry. Oh, yeah. So we were supposed to have a guest. Um, they weren't able to make it, but... Uh, you know who you are. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but they may or may not be on next time. So look out for that in June. We won't... Uh, we won't tell you exactly who we want it to be a surprise. Um, but yeah, until next time, we'll see you later. Uh, you want to say bye, Jen? Bye, guys.